<laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast, where I don't know where I'm at half the time Marty right, tells right. me. And my good friend Marty is here, and I guess I'm here also. So, how is your week, Marty? Uh, honestly, it's been goddamn awful. Let's be real. It's been a long <laughs> week. The only highlight, and it's a really good highlight for me, uh, I do like like uh, ginger ale. Not as much as like root beer. I thought you were going to mention something about a four-day weekend or some no, shit. No, no, it, it, three-day weekend is all right, but it's even better now. Now, last year, Canada Dry put out Canada Dry Bold, which is like amped up levels of ginger. Like, it has a burn in the aftertaste, and I love it. Well, the only place I could find it was at the pharmacy <coughs> I used to work at, and all they had was six packs of the mini cans. Well, now they don't carry it either. I was running through one of the local grocery stores this week trying to find some crappy pop for my wife. And I was like, oh, look at that. Oh. Oh, they had full 12 packs of Canada Dry Bold there. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Oh, I'm set. Oh, it's so good. I'm so I was just like, all right, I need to grab one of these. I'm glad you're excited by some nasty-ass-tasting uh, pop. It's so good. It just burns. It's great. Oh, that it. sounds, doesn't even sound right. Oh, it's amazing. It's named after a redheaded person, a ginger. Yeah, what the right, hell? Right. <laughs> no, man, it's super refreshing when it's, like, really hot and gross out. It's awesome. I love it. So I was so happy to you know find what's, You know what's more refreshing? Up. A cold beer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Come I don't on. know. Canada Dry Bold is pretty good, man. No. But yeah, no, that's pretty much the highlight of my week. Listen, I don't see it getting any better, really. Even uh, well, it is Labor Day weekend, weekend coming it up, so we got a three day weekend. States. So I'm actually been well. We're gonna we're gonna, if you want to hear about what we're gonna talk about in this episode, fast forward for a couple minutes because we're gonna right. ramble this on here for a while. But um, I seen like how in the olden days where they used to have summer blockbuster movies. Oh, yeah. I actually seen two previews for a couple movies I want to see actually. Oh, and the one's called. Uh, Moonfall? <laughs> yes. Moonfall. I was going to bring that up to you if you've seen this this yes. ridiculously crazy... What, it's what a new it, Emmerich film. So, yeah. I mean, that'll that's what I mean. That's where it popped in my head like summer. Right. I'm like, why did this come out in July? Because oh, yeah. from what very little of this pre- preview of the movie I saw, I'm either guessing they did some fucked up <sighs> yeah. nanotech experiments yep, on the yep, moon, yep. and there's AI involved, and the planet got self-aware, and it's going to kill yep, the earth. Yep. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, the, the sneaker trailer for it just dropped today. Yep. I watched it at, like, 4.30. I was like, oh, an Emmerich film. Okay, he's hit and miss for me. Some of them well, it's really got Holly good. Berry in it, so you know it's, and, and, she's not a cheap actress. No, no, it's got a lot of, like, big-name people in it, but it's just kind of batshit crazy. I yeah, they have, like, like a weird, like, hallucination on? thing where he's, this, yeah. I'm assuming this guy sees his son. I'm yeah. assuming that is dead. But it's, yeah, it's one of those, it's like, so is, is the moon sentient? Is it covered in ghosts? What's going on? here because it's well like i think i think i actually think it is something with nanotechnology because you've seen like gray yeah, arms yeah. come out so yeah it was that's what i was thinking too but i was like what the hell is going on we got something like uh uh what is it uh cybertron event event horizon <laughs> you know mess with your head shit. ghost yeah. stuff going on but yeah I was, I was just gonna i was gonna bring that up to you if you'd seen that yet because it looks like i was like uh rob's definitely gonna want to see this oh yeah i'm gonna i want to see this yeah it looks just craziest shit. Then you got yeah, Shang-Chi coming out this Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it's out uh, actually today. Oh, it's out tonight at yeah, midnight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should go see this afterwards. No, we're not going. To. We're <laughs> no, old people. We're going to bed. I, I, I can't do it. Not today. <laughs> no. Then I also seen the new trailer for Watt, the teaser trailer for Watt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If anyone doesn't know what, we're not talking about WAP. We're talking about W-O-T, uh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the Wheel of Time. 
Yep. And it looks badass. Only, it does oh, look really good. The only, I know everybody on Facebook and everything's we talking about, well, I yep. didn't picture it this way. Right. It's all in your mind's eye. The mithril, the whatever the hell you want to call yep, it, yep. The, the faithless one, looks exactly like I would picture it right. in the way it kind of is described in the book. The only issue I had with the trailer is it show, it show, look it was really fuzzy, but it kind of looked like a Trollock was riding uh, a fucking yep. horse. Yep, yep, yep. I'm like, Trollocks don't ride horses. Right. They're not that way, but. I mean, and, and I, I will give credit where credit's due. Like like that, I will agree, that looks a lot like I had pictured it reading through there. Mm. And it's very rare for a movie to do that. And that's not a bad thing. No. Like the last time I really had one where I was watching it and I was like, holy shit, this is just how it was The Mist. There were a lot oh, of Oh, yeah, The Mist was, was fucking like, kick-ass ending. Dude, this is exactly how I was picturing how that looked when I was reading that multiple times. Yep. I love that novel. Love a, it's so it's a really good short story by Stephen King. Oh, yeah, amazing. But I like the ending. Even Stephen King, uh, after the movie came out, he says, I wish I would have wrote that ending. Oh, yeah. Because he left it an ambiguous pissed. ending, yep. and he couldn't figure out any. I'm like, I wish, he says, I wish I would have <laughs> did what that director did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know when he did did the book, it was left actually still more of a happier note. Because yeah. it was like, hey, we're heading off. We don't know what we're going to do. We're in a cafe eating steel donuts. Left a note. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, like Frank Darabont's version of the film was such a Kick guttural, in the nuts. guttural nut punch when I watched it in theaters. I was like, wait a minute, what? Oh, God, no. This is awful. Oh, it's so bad. It's such. A, it, it really pulled the whole thing. I love that yep. film. I love that film. As much as people gave it shit, I love that film. Well, since we're talking about death, <laughs> Lots movies, of death. yeah, tonight our subject is going to be about strange and possibly unsolved murders or murders in South Dakota that have a really weird twist to them. And it's like it, South Dakota, we uh, our population is like what twenty thousand people. Yeah, yeah, it's realistically <laughs> more than that, but it's it's not. A lot. No, I mean, but, but we do have some brutal. We've had, we have in the past had some brutal murders. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, but we're going to talk about some of them that some of you may not have heard of. All right, and we're going to delve into that tonight. So, Marty, take it away. Yeah, we're uh, just hitting kind of some odd disappearances. Most stuff I have is actually relatively new stuff that has gone on. Um, Ben Longwolf, uh, George Hatton. Alan Huff, Royce Yellowhawk, Randall Two Crow, Lauren Tubles, Dirk Bartling, Arthur Chamberlain, Timothy Bullbear Sr., Lonnie Isham, and Wilbur Johnson are 11 men that were found dead at the Rapid Creek in Rapid City uh, over the course of like two years between uh, 1998 and December of 2000. Uh, most of these guys were native and or homeless men the ones that weren't native were homeless uh it is too many in a really short spot of time to be just coincidental that they would accidentally die down here yep and these murders were never solved no uh, they, they had not. nothing that and this is you know 21 years later mm-hmm. and they have never found anything like this uh the Rapid City Police Department closed it probably, like, by 2001. They're like, eh, yeah, no, there's nothing here to find. And everybody just kind of went, um... That's, <laughs> and there's actually a couple more that aren't as well known that were also found in there. See, so I... That have been pulled into that. I remember... I, 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 well, we're both old enough. I remember this happening. But right. a lot of people I've talked to, I have relations in Rapid oh, City yep, at yep. the time. Yep. They never remember any of this stuff happening. Really? Yeah. 
I know I heard about it over here. Mm-hmm. I guess I never talked because I've got family West River. See, too. but I also heard a rumor that there's a couple of them that were beheaded. I mean, oh, yeah. they're missing their heads. Yep. See, but were... there's no corroboration yes. fact for that. And there's a lot of those. Like I said, there was suspected to be more. But there were other people that were found around that area that the police never put in as yep. part of the investigation. Uh, it's way too many people in a two-year span to accidentally just be dying in this same area. Because it is within just a few-mile area yes. where all these guys are being found dead. Yeah, but also, too, it was also brought... They also, I, read the, I read up on the same thing yep. you did because I was going to do it, but you decided to do it. Yep. But there's also a lot of people saying, oh, they just got drunk and fell face first into yep. the creek. I'm yep. like... That, like it's possible for a right. couple, but not for that many in yeah, that short of period of time. I mean, it, even if you just take into account the eleven that are on record as being part of this, yeah, that's eleven guys in in two years, twenty four months. That's to, a, to have gotten drunk and just fallen into the same chunk of creek yep. and died. It's asinine. Uh, there, I know a lot of people have brought race into this. Because it clearly was predominantly native. Yes, it was. Killed yeah. uh, they, a lot of people have brought up the idea, would this investigation then drop quite as fast if it was all more affluent white people that were being found out there dead? And I would have to say, no. They, they would have found somebody, probably, sadly, probably a native to pin it on if they couldn't find who was doing it. I mean, yes. that's just kind of how it is. It's not trying to play the race card on any of this, but... That's, that's how things tend seem to, work to work in places. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's bullshit, but that's how it works. Yep. Uh, these motive these murders only stopped after the native community out there started, started doing patrol. nightly patrols all along the side of the river, and then it just boop. There is n- nothing happened after that. It disappeared shortly after. Like I said, the police department, sheriff's department went. Now nah, we're done. Yeah, it, it's it's. They fine. actually, it's, if it's, I remember right, I don't know how much else you got on it, but they actually brought like an, an FBI profiler. Oh yeah, and there's actually was it last year or something? They started the Lady yes. Justice, Lady Liberty Justice yep. thing about for Native American First Nations people and yep. all the crimes that are not that are being committed against them that yep. are not being investigated properly. Yep, and then that is I do have some of that down because I know okay. they had asked. When this thing came up, hey, is this something you guys are going to look into? And last I knew, they hadn't heard a response whether this was one of them they were going to look into or not. A lot of them I know they are focusing on uh, women. Missing, yes, missing and exploited women. Uh, there is also a an idea of a lot of people out there that this was actually a group of, say, like white teens, mm-hmm. early 20s, that were killing Native and homeless because they thought it would be good sport. And there is actually a precedence for this kind of thing happening. Uh, back in the 80s in Farmington, uh, New Mexico, yep. there was several white teen boys went on a spree killing, just finding intoxicated Navajo men and just bashing their heads in because oh, yeah. they thought they could get by with it. And realistically, they kind of did. They were eventually caught, but they were teens, and this was the 80s. And they were basically thrown into the juvenile system, and most of them probably only spent about three years. Eighteen, they're out, and that is all the time they and did I'll for guarantee killing this, I guarantee this wording was said, boys will be boys. Oh, oh Guarantee yeah. that was said yeah. at some point in this whole 85, old, New Mexico, yep. taking out Navajo men, white judges, I'm sure. Yeah. And, well, now they're just messing around some, and things got carried away. No, that's... 
It's murder is murder. Yeah, they point went out blank. killing people because they. I, I'm guessing the first one they probably were messing around, but when they got by with it, it went. Yeah, we'll just keep doing it. You know. But yeah, as, as you had said, uh, the Lady Justice Task Force was started by the Justice Department. And that was last summer, yep, 2020. Yep, started in Bloomington, Minnesota, yep. if I remember right. That's and the first. Actually, that was the first yep, place they made they, the office for it. Uh, they've got quite a few set up now. They did set up one out in Rapid, I believe. They do have one. But yeah, like I said, they were they asked and inquired whether, hey, is this a case you're going to look into? And they haven't. At last I have seen, they did not hear anything back whether they were going to look into it or not. I, I, I don't know, man. I, well, I don't know. If we look at our our justice system in right, South Dakota right. in the last week, if I, I'm pretty uh, sure he, well, he's made state-wise news, but this asshole should make national news, and he should not still be sure. our attorney general. He no. is a fucking POS. I don't no, care. No, man, this, this – uh, <laughs> dude, man, that that whole that whole thing. Yes, we're getting on our high horse, and we're going to talk about right. this asshole because what he did, if it was me or Marty oh, or yeah, anybody else listening, already. we would already been in jail, in prison, and sitting our ass there for the rest yeah. of our fucking life. Now, this guy, last year, was it? Yeah. It was last year. Yeah, uh, ended up hitting a guy with his car and our, killing the, him. The South Dakota Attorney General, and he still kept his job, and he still has his job to this day of recording well, he, he this. Got, he got moved up to Attorney General. Oh. They, they moved him <laughs> up. Yeah, that's where I have issues, too. All during, he's still been going through court stuff. No, he's done with the court. <laughs> now he is. Yeah. But yeah, in the middle of going through court, they appointed him up, because I think he was the assistant. Oh, that's right. They yep. appointed him up to full Attorney General, while he is still in court proceedings for the wrongful death of a guy. That he claimed was a deer. Yeah, he thought it was a deer and left. I'm pretty sure he thought it was deer because he was fucking hammered. Let's yeah. be real. The but the funny thing is, he, he I'm guaranteeing he almost knew it wasn't a oh, deer. Because yeah. if it was no, a deer, absolutely. like if I had, I've, I've hit deers with my yeah, vehicle yeah. before and I stop as soon as I can stop and call the oh, cops and yeah. say, hey, because you have this wonderful thing for your vehicles called insurance. Right. And they want to know why the fuck your car is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, why is the front end smashed in? Well, I hit a deer. Here's the tag. I don't know if you saw this video. They showed a video of the officers interrogating him and like, do you know you hit a person? No, I don't. Well, your fucking his fucking glasses were in the fucking front seat of this yeah. attorney general's car. Yeah. After he hit him, and they came through the yeah. windshield. I now I, I will give credit where credit is due. I the last few years I have not really agreed with a lot of things our governor has done. I, I am not a big fan of her. But as soon as he was was exonerated of all this, and they are going to go through a civil trial, I believe, because the family yep. I think is going to go after him. But you know, big problems. He's he's scot free. But she has actually gone up and said, "You need to step down. I think you should step down. I think we should look into a form of impeachment to get you out of here because this is not the place for you to be." Yep. And I I had to give her credit for that. Like I said. Last few years, I don't agree with a lot of the things she she's done and said, but on that one, I, I was on her side on that. I'm like, yeah, why are you the only voice of reason that's saying, yeah, you need to step the hell down. You're attorney general, and this is what you have just done. Like yeah, that whole it's, situation, it's man, pretty corrupt. I mean, we we even had something like that here locally, like 30 years ago. We had an actual a doctor, Martron, did the same exact thing. Oh, it was foggy. I thought it was a deer. Kills a guy. And still gets places named after him and was basically just loud. He smoked the guy on 212-81 yeah. yeah. intersection right in the middle of town. Yeah. <laughs> it was foggy. 
Yeah, no, it, it it's never, foggy because you're half cracked. Right, it, 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 it never ceases to amaze me when you have name or even local, you know, money or local name, even. Yeah, how much shit they will slide by for how much money you've passed on to others. Exactly, but it's now, now you don't see anything with his name in the town anymore. No, no, they've kind of they kind of like kicked them away, but they buried everything. Oh yeah, but yeah, it was just like, ah, Jesus, man. Well, since we're talking about this, this is going to be a really dark episode, I think, personally, for the right. stuff we're going to talk about. And, and I, uh, it is a, a bit of a change of pace from a lot of what we do. Yeah, this we're just we're dabbling our toes in the right. true crime, and if we like it or you guys like it, let us know. We'll right. probably dabble in it some more. But right. we and got even some, in the last few weeks, I mean, we've done interview stuff. If you kind of like some of those things, send us an email, man. Let us know. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about Lieutenant Naomi Kathleen Cheney. She was basically the first unsolved mystery and unsolved murder in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh. She was murdered in 1943. She was a lieutenant uh, from the Women's Army Corps whose body was discovered shortly after 5 p.m. Tuesday in a thicket below the Omaha Viaduct on West 12th Street. An autopsy performed during the night by Army and civilian doctors disclosed multiple fractures to the right side of her skull and brain hemorrhage, believed to be resulted from a tremendous blow with a rock or other heavy instruments. Well, she wasn't raped. That's a good thing. And the funny thing is, 18 hours before her body found, there was, there was blood on her... What? It was about 18 hours before... Oh, okay. I am sorry, <laughs> folks. I'm kind of like... My notes are all screwed up. <laughs> The doctor estimated that she had lain between 11 o'clock and midnight Monday. Lieutenant Evans says it was about 18 hours before her body was found. There was blood on her face and signs of a crushing blow to her head. When Lieutenant Cheney failed to report for duty on Tuesday morning, she was listed as AWOL. The military police made routine checkups in an effort to locate her. They made a check at her room, and later in the afternoon, when she failed to make an appearance, officers at the post became concerned about her whereabouts. Val Ray, 10-year-old daughter... Mr. and Mrs. Raymond G. Hill of West Sioux Falls found the body in a small clearing in a weed overgrown hollow a short distance south of the bridge, about 50 feet southwest of the railroad tracks, while playing in the vicinities. City police were notified and eventually launched a joint investigation with military authorities. Lieutenant Cheney was reported to the local station. Reported to local station number four, she apparently met death within three blocks of the South Euclid Avenue address to where she and her roommate had moved Sunday night from another house in the city. Well, the fucked up thing about this whole thing is, they found a guy that was a victim, and he was covered in blood. They assumed it was hers, but the test at the time couldn't prove it. Right. And basically, no one was ever brought to justice for her murder. Yep. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I came across that. I was like, ooh, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and that's what, that's what really sucks when you get into cases that far back. And in this day and age, we're so used to the advances in technology we have with uh, DNA, blood testing, all that stuff. And you take for granted that even in the 40s, we really didn't have that. Fingerprinting was still not super great. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had it and we did it, but there was no real database to go to. Unless you'd already caught them locally and had it on a file somewhere, it did you no good to have their... Yeah, fingerprints because no one know. talked like even yeah. cross county lines back in then. I mean, you could get their blood type. That's all you were getting. You yeah, know, but I mean, you, I could have the same blood type as yeah. Well. I mean, in any any lawyer even in the forties is going to throw that out so fast. Like, well, 
there's how many people in this courtroom right now have eight positive. That could have been anybody's blood on yeah. it. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous. It's frustrating that even that long ago we have nothing. Yeah, for it. You know, she's yeah. just it just it's just there on a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I don't you know, know what to say. Just, just, I don't know why you want to kill anybody, but that's yeah. a whole different ball of wax there. Uh, right, right. I'm going to also talk about, maybe this happened up in Aberdeen. We're going to talk about Morgan Lewis. Yeah. Early on Monday morning, November 1st, 2004, the day before the 2004 election, a janitor for Seymour Hall at Northern State University, Seymour Hall is no longer there, folks, no. <laughs> came to work to open up the building. He found a body lying at one of the building's western entrances which were in a courtyard enclosed by the building's two wings. It was the body of Professor Morgan Lewis, a young professor of German. He basically taught German language. Yeah. who had started teaching at the university that fall. Professor Lewis had a gunshot at the back of his neck. Police later found the gun in a dumpster located at the southern end of Seymour Hall. Initially, the coroner determined death, the death of Professor Lewis' murder. However, the Aberdeen Police Department equivocated. At the time, the police department had been set by internal internal turmoils factions within the department were in constant dispute a new chief had fired some officers firing which later were determined to be improper and shortly after the death of professor lewis the policeman assigned to patrol nsu resigned apparently he and the chief were in a disagreement over the handling of lewis's case the previous chief also had been fired for personal reasons which means that files are closed and citizens cannot find out just what is wrong at the police department right now this case, I I do remember when that happened, and I have I have looked into some of that too. Uh, there are a few different conflicting reports on the gun itself. Send so didn't find uh, any of that. Some some of the actual reports from the police say that it was found in a garbage can in the same room he was in, which still, even if you had shot yourself, it's not impossible that it would fly out of your hand into a garbage can. But it's pretty improbable that it would do that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them report that it was found in a separate area in a dumpster, which would be absolutely impossible because to shoot dumpsters always in the net. Yeah, you know, and then wander over to be like, oh, I just blew my brainstem out. I better throw this in the dumpster. You know, it's just improbable. Uh, a lot of stuff with that case is just crazy. I mean, when, when you get a case like that, a lot of times they will put it down. And it is pretty standard police procedure if there's any question in it. They will put it immediately down as a homicide so that it keeps the case open. But in other situations, it is a difference of we're putting it as a homicide because this clearly looks like foul play. Not just because we want to keep a case open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to me, there, none of this looked like it was suicide to me. The guy had just moved out here from California. Yep. Uh, he was doing actually teaching over at one of the Hutterite colonies up around there, too. Uh, he, I know some people said he was stressed with everything he was doing, but not suicidal. Uh, there have been a lot of rumors that flown around that this was somehow involved with some... Uh, I don't remember what the case was. There was some stuff going on in the state, and I know Governor Rounds at the time was involved with it, and there was a lot of cover-up stuff, and some people were saying this was part of that which I've never found any correlation of him being connected to it. Although the attorney general of the state and that did come in and look into some of it. Uh, there's a lot of rumors flying around on the internet on this story. There's mm -hmm. a lot of rumors flying <laughs> yeah. around on the internet. Well, one of the biggest rumors is that it was a cover-up because yes. this professor was gay. 
Ah, okay. I don't know if you read that. No, I didn't actually, that. this professor was gay. Yep. And basically, his his life his partner came in, which would be James Buck, came in, and he hired Sioux Falls attorney Brendan Johnson of Johnson, Hendaprim, Janklo, Abdullah, Abdallah, and Johnson, the prominent litigation lawyers, to say hey. Because he was trying to get the insurance money because it was like whatever for yeah. because they were living together. Yeah. And basically, they said they would have to change what he was from suicide to murder to get it. And they'd close the case out of court. The, the undisclosed amount was given. Right, right. So that makes me feel like, yes, there was a cover up. And with so much internal strife with the police department right. from switching hands, from switching watch or whatever the heck you want to call yeah. it, it's like. Yeah, we'll just give you this amount of money. Is that good enough? Right. Yeah. Go away. Uh, yeah. Here's some money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because who knows what kind of other stuff was involved? I mean, within internally in the police department, with yeah, you know, uh, especially when they, they're closing records of things like that. There that seems really suspicious. On. You know, was there embezzling? Was there you know? Were, were the police some of them involved in some well, kind of racketeering? Well, there's also there's also rumors of a note that showed up from a police officer that was fired and said, yes, this was a case of murder. There was no suicide. Oh, damn. This one officer, they got fired. They yep. didn't mention by name in this article. Right. And he's like, yes, this was actually a murder that got covered up as a suicide. Wow. <laughs> so I know it, it was a, I remember when it happened. It was a big deal. It's like, oh, shit. I think I was in the Army at the time, yeah. so I really didn't hear about that. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, God, that's kind of crazy. A dude got shot. Yeah. Like, oh no, he just killed himself. <laughs> but yeah, since then, yeah, there's a lot of stuff's popped out. Like I said, even discrepancies in the police reports of times before and time after where they would say, Oh, it was a side of the neck where he shot himself and the first reports are, No, it was the back of the head. You know, it was, it was back, back of the, of the neck. neck. I'm like, yeah. if you're gonna shoot yourself, you're not gonna shoot no offense. Please don't commit suicide. Right. It's, it's the last thing you want to do. But I'm sorry if I was to commit suicide, I would not hold a gun. Oh, no. It's an awkward position yeah, to shoot yourself in the back awkward. twice. You got shot yeah. himself twice. It is, it's way too hard. And if that's what you really want to get done, it's a little too uh, unreliable. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. there are other ways you're going to be doing it, even if you're using a gun. There yeah. are other ways that are much more reliable that it's probably going to work. So basically, it sounds it like he got Clinton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for whatever reason, you know. Uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, who who knows? It's kind of, yeah, it's it's a crazy case. Yeah, I was kind of looking through some of that. But too. we'll never see it because it's all sealed up now. Oh, so yeah. So you never no, find it out. closed so. up and they hope everyone forgets. So other kind of crazy cases you got? Uh, this <laughs> one actually isn't a murder per se. Oh, okay. But it is a, a recent case. A uh, case of uh, Serenity, uh, Serenity Denard. Uh, this is out also Black Hills, uh, West River. Basically, South Dakota is split down the middle by the Missouri River. We live on East River, which is the east, east side, side of the state. <laughs> east side. <laughs> and uh, West River is everything west at west of the Missouri River. And it is a different... It's a different atmosphere out there. It is. I've had a lot of family out there, and I've been out there a lot. And it's just a different I wouldn't even claim atmosphere. if I had family out right. there. Right, <laughs> but it, it's a different atmosphere, man. It's a lot more... It, I, I don't want to say rugged, because it's not like, oh, Wild Westy. But there no. is kind of a fuck it attitude out there with everything. I, I've seen some horrible things at parties growing up out there. Where I'm just <laughs> like, um, no, no, it's just time for us to go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's time for us to go. 
But yeah, no, uh, this uh, nine-year-old girl, uh, she was undergoing treatment at the Black Hills uh, Children's Home because she had a history of running off. Uh, she was abandoned by her birth parents and then bounced through the foster home system for a few years until she was adopted by this couple, uh, Chad Denard and Darcy Gentry. They ended up, they did end up getting a divorce, but, uh, she would try to run away, which is why she had been put into this behavioral home. They were trying to work with her because she had actually had with all of her issues, had a lot of abandonment issues. Oh yeah. And even her, her foster dad had said, yeah, sometimes she would run away and then hide just to see if people were going to come look for her Mm -hmm. because she had, it's a lot of issues, you know, which is understandable, man. You've been basically thrown away from the time you were born, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to mess with your head. She's a nine year old little kid. But yeah, on February 3rd, 2019, so it was just a couple years ago, she ran away from the center. A visiting family saw her, they were dropping off and uh, visiting someone. They saw her running across a field and kind of followed her up the road by the, with her car until she went up over the hill into the woods where they booked back to the center and said, hey, there's a little girl who just ran off on there. We watched her go up over this ridge. And they uh, proceeded to go start looking for her. Uh, there are two employees that were with her and a few of the other kids. They were in a gym. And apparently this girl... Uh, Serenity had worked with another little girl and said, Hey, you cause a distraction. I'm going to bail. And so the little girl's like, I, okay. I, I can speak from experience. I used to I actually, I used to be a juvenile. I used to be a juvenile counselor. Oh yeah. For the longest time. And that is a very common thing that oh. happens. They're all in cahoots. They're all good yep. kids. Don't get me wrong. I've met some of them as an adult and they're all adults and they're good people, but they have, like you said, they have issues, but yeah. I, it's a very common thing. Because they're separated usually by boys and girls are yeah. two separate buildings. Well, somebody on the boys' side will start some shit, and most of the counselors go over yeah. there, and it'll be a distraction. It happens a lot more than what you oh, think. Oh, yeah. And most of the time, they catch on pretty quick, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, I, was yeah. Just, I was waiting for the same thing I paused. I'm like, do I got to pause? Is it going to come back? <laughs> but, yeah, no, they... Uh, the This other girl caused distraction. And, you know, uh, Serenity just dipped, man. She was like, all right, there's my shot. Uh, Those two workers were later fired uh, from the place because they were like, eh. They they were already on a watch with this girl and these other kids. And they basically went, "Mm, you guys are not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But, uh. That's the, that Serenity Denner case is a really messed up case. It if you is. really, the more you dig into it, the weirder yeah. it does kind of get. Well, like, like the girl bails it basically from the time they go, they see her hop over the hill to the time they go and alert people. It's only been about five, six minutes. But you forgot the most important Oh, fact. that's coming. Okay. <laughs> so some of, some of the staff, they go out and start looking for her, can't find her. Uh, there's only, this is actually kind of off in the distance. It's not on a highway. It's not on the interstate. There's one lone county road that basically yep. goes by it. So it's very improbable that somebody would be there to time it out to catch this girl and uh-huh. grab her. So that was kind of thrown out pretty early. But uh, the the strange thing with this, the facility took another 80 minutes 
before they decided to call police and rescue people to start searching for this girl. It's like an hour and a half. They send a few people out into the woods be like, hey, come on back. And an hour and a half later, they finally went, well, we better call somebody. And I guarantee that is not protocol for anything. Even even when I worked at a place here in town... As soon as the kid disappeared, you dropped everything. You called the cops. Yep, that's like, your first boom. call. It's, that's your first call because they got the resources. Yeah. And that's their job. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's the whole reason we have things like Amber Alerts out there so they can get that immediately yep. onto every phone, everything, every yep. emergency system. But, yeah, they waited 80 minutes <coughs> to, to call this up, which is odd to me well it, i could see it like they're maybe they're trying to save face so they didn't have yeah, to call the cops I mean, they're trying cause... to cover their ass yeah. but after 10 minutes of hopping over the woods you, somebody better be calling you yeah. know what i mean Eight, oh, 80 yeah. minutes is way too long. that's somebody's child even though oh yeah, yeah. yeah kid may have issues but it's a kid that that's their child man you are there taking care of them they put them into your protection Oh, the initial search actually lasted for months straight, months on end. They had. I think it's still going there. on, actually. It was shut down and then picked back up. Yes, yeah, they, they picked them down. it up to spring again. Yep. But uh, the initial run actually covered forty five hundred miles, mm-hmm. and they actually had GPS plotted out on a map showing. And I saw the map because they've got pictures of it online, and the whole just a swath of woods is just solid blue from GPS tracks of people going all over the place uh over those first that initial search there was over 1200 different people that were in and out of there searching for this girl and this was february and it does get cold as you say it was like it was, a, it was a, a, very it was beginning dr- of february yeah it was like one of the coldest spells we had yeah, in february it was bad so i mean they were honestly i think a lot of them were expecting to find her after like the first week somewhere yep no trace for her has ever been found she Nowhere. was nothing no, nothing. <laughs> not not a coat, not a scrap of jacket, not a shoelace, nothing. The girl is just gone. Uh, dogs they brought in, oh, pick yeah. up a scent, they and follow, they just yeah. go for a little bit, and then boop, there's nothing. Yeah, like they're not even sure if they were picking up on her or what they were sniffing out, but they would follow a track. Well, for I, a I bit. seen a map. It showed uh, basically yep. they followed down the road where she said she ran. Yep. And they go like 100 yards on the road and the dog just stopped. Yep, they, it's like, they, she should be here. She's yep. here. I mean, it, it's not impossible that somebody could have come and got her. It's not impossible. No. There's a road there. But like I said, it's kind of an out-of-the-way country road. The timing would have to be impeccably perfect to be like, oh, I'm a predator. Oh, hey, what do you know? There's a kid. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's. But there's also the rumor there, too, that someone else that she knew yes. had came and got her. And it was already pre Programmed preordained around that time they were going to be there, uh, but yeah, it's I, I know yeah they were uh, there was they some, were yeah. summer of twenty twenty they they stopped the search and then have picked it up again uh, recently this last spring they're out there still searching sending people out I mean obviously it's not the massive numbers that it was no but still at this point there's no trace for. You'd think at some way, even if somebody she knew picked her up, there would have been something. I know there were. Uh, there couple... was that one video that supposedly that showed a girl that looked really similar to her right, in Las right. Vegas. Well, see, there were also some actually from like Turkey and overseas. They had had some leads get called. Yeah, that got I didn't know that. Them. I yeah. knew the Las Vegas one. Yep. I didn't hear about the Turkey and whatever. Yeah, there was a couple other countries somewhere else 
uh, they had gotten in. They searched him down. I went, yeah, it's it was a scam with them trying to get money. Oh. It's like, oh, we've got stuff, but we want $50,000 to give you the info. Yeah. And it was just a scam. But, yeah, there's no trace. Yeah, there was the one video that is uncorroborated that it's actually her out of Vegas. But there's nothing anywhere. No, in, in this day of age of social media, at some point you'd think, even if she was with somebody she knew or another family or somebody there'd be somebody somebody would say out. something yeah but yeah there's just because this just the, the case made national headlines oh yeah it was, it was all, over, all the, over the place yeah but yeah she's just gone, gone. two years later we're still wondering where she's two and at half years and yeah there's still no trace of this little girl period just disappeared yeah like i said the 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 family that adopted her through this and other things eventually got divorced but they're both still optimistic that they're going to find her somewhere i mean it just well, i hope they do or at I least they, some, some type yeah, closure. of closure yeah right and just oh, man that'd be that'd be a shitty situation to be in man it's like because the realist i would in me, i would i would lose my shit if something like I mean, happened to one of my kids i'd be the, like the realist what? in me would, would be like well it's time to move on i mean it's two years we know they're gone but there's always that we don't know and that's mm-hmm. the shittiest part is you don't know. Yeah. And you don't want to be an asshole to come out and, well, I gave up on looking for you because well, I got to move on. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just be a shitty feeling, especially if you do find them. It's like, well, yeah, I, I quit looking. Sorry. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, just a shit. It's just something I hope no one ever has to oh, go through. Gotcha. That's a feeling that I want. Do not yeah. wish on my worst Horrible. enemy. Uh, Horrible. You, uh, yeah. Well, since you talk about disappearance of Serenity Dennard, I'm going to talk about Elabeth. Ludermeyer, I think I said her name right. Yep. I'm going to read you out a basic timeline of her disappearance. In 1975, 1974, 25-year-old Augustana graduate, Elabeth Ludermeyer vanished from her home in central Sioux Falls with the with the car with her car still in the driveway. Friends and family never saw her again. The following is timeline of her disappearance. November 26, 1948, Elabeth was born in Billings, Montana. Her family would later move to Aberdeen, South Dakota. Kind of creepy. January 17, 1970. Elabeth marries Jean Ludermeyer of Faith, at the Faith United Methodist Church in Aberdeen, where he attended Northern NSU also. The couple settled in Sioux Falls. Elabeth graduates from Augustana College with a degree in social work. She was employed at the, as a social worker at the Community Service Office in Sioux Falls when she disappeared. 1973. Elabeth files for divorce from Jean, saying he abused her. The same day she meets the same day she meets Jerry Thomas while out with a friend at the Pomp Room in Sioux Falls. That's the name I'd had oh, her for god, so no. long. Oh my god, no, it's a long time. That that Pomp oh, Room is pomp. no longer there, yep. which is a terrible. That thing had Aerosmith has played there oh, yeah, after a the concert. ACDC's yep. played there. Any major band that ever came to Sioux Falls, if you're old, if you're fifty plus, you will know. Younger, man. Yeah, you'll yeah. know about the pomp room because after the concerts in Sioux Falls, usually the band went there, got hammered, yep. and did a free concert. Yeah, it was they, they awesome. did just a small room, small yep. venue show, and it was pretty dang cool. Oh yeah, March 6, nineteen seventy four. Ella Beth is reported missing after she does not show up for work at the community service office in Sioux Falls. Police find spilled flour and a partially eaten pizza on the floor of her home. Clues that she did not disappear of her own violation. October 1974. Elabeth's credit cards are found in a railway station in Dauphin, Manitoba, Canada. Oh, Jesus. The discovery is one of the first tangible clues in the case. Although police believe it was a red herring and she likely never went to Canada. November 80th. Six Sioux Falls police officers were acquitted of charges of harassing Gene Ludermeyer about his wife's disappearance. 
Gene claims police openly and explicitly accused him of killing Elabeth. Although he was never charged with any crime related to her disappearance, the accused officer stated they were simply doing their jobs. <laughs> How is harassing somebody doing your jobs? I know four. We're gonna beat that truth out of you, son of a bitch. Okay, I know a couple of Leos, and they're great guys. Yep. Don't get me wrong; I'm not bashing Leos. Right, right, if anybody right. knows what Leo is, it's law enforcement. I'm not yep. bashing the police, but there's always a bad. Oh apple. yeah, you're gonna have but that in any group. I'm not bashing police officers no. at, at, by any means. January 1989, Gene Ludemeyer is sentenced to 45 years in prison for grand theft after being convicted of stealing skid loaders and other equipment. <laughs> Jesus, he's going all out, man. Yeah. Okay. Gene contests the unusually hefty sentence, saying it was payback for his preconceived involvement in his wife's disappearance. 1992, a farmer finds Elabeth's purse and pocketbook east of Sioux Falls. The clue is the biggest break in the case in decades, but ultimately leads nowhere. July 2002, Gene's parole from prison after his first two attempts were denied. In his parole application, Gene said he was suffering from health issues, including an aneurysm and back problems. April 18, 2013, Gene dies of aerotic heart aneurysm at his home in Sioux Falls at 66. March 2016, Detective Pat Mertz issues a plea for information leading to Elabeth remains. 17 new tips come in and do not bring any results. November 2018, a $20,000 reward for information leading to the recovery of Elabeth remains as offered. If she is still alive, Elabeth would have turned 70 years old on November 26, 2018. Uh, I mean, I, I can understand the the idea that it could be him. I mean, he she uh-huh. did file for divorce for, you know, domestic battery. It, a lot of times that does follow suit. You know, yeah, that, it does. That does like, happen. But, uh, man, you can't just go harass See, but, okay, I have a question. They found her credit cards and that stuff up in Canada. You usually, I'm pretty sure that Border Patrol keeps track of who goes across the border. Yeah, even then, I'm sure they had to have. Because you can go into Canada, fine, it's coming back as the issue. Because they check your passport coming back out of Canada and the state. So they would have, they have that, a record of that. You think they would have said, hey, is his name on there? If not. Right. Yeah, I mean, obviously he could have sent someone else if he knew someone to do that. But even though you could have got, they said, all right, we're looking for somebody from this general area of South Dakota. It wouldn't be that hard for the RMCP to do that. No. No, you'd think. I mean, it's right on all of your ID and everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you're not whipping your passport on the way up, you're going to have ID pulled out for something. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just how it is. You are crossing into another country, even though they are, you know, Canada and, and they're happy and friendly. They still need to go through that bullshit and they still have a record of who's coming across. Yeah. You know, I don't, I mean, that's I just, just how it is. Some of that stuff sounds really like the way. OK, it's probably easier for us to look at this because we're not oh, yeah. we weren't there at the time. Right. And right. it's easier to look at somebody else's flaws and point yeah. out our own. Right. And in hindsight, you can be like, well, that was dumb. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird that it would show up there, even if it was planted up there. If, Why would if, you go to that such yeah, extreme to plant to, to something like that up there? Yeah, I mean, and I almost lean more towards her bailing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and trying and, to start and, over. Yeah, new name. I don't need this shit. But from the way that from America's way I read it, she was really her really a family type yeah. person. I'm yeah. like, it's hard to do that. Oh yeah, it really it would is. be. Especially if you went to Augustana, yeah. which is a really Christian college in Sioux yeah. Falls. 
and they promote family values and all that. Right. Be, if she graduated from there, it's like guarantee that she is an extreme oh, yeah, family yeah. oriented person. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's such a. There's so much circumstantial on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and there's no. Even at 92, finding, you know, the purse and stuff, it's like, how the hell did this get out here at this point? How did you find this out here? You know, at nine, in 92. Yeah, but else that's. Where in the heck? I like they don't tell you where they're. I hate that when they tell you yeah. where they don't find stuff. Like, did he find it in the middle of a field he was plowing? Yeah. Or it was in the middle it, of a alfalfa field? Yeah, back in a shelter belt along the edge there. Where he was I hunting or something? Yeah, you know. Or like, it'd been like, it'd been a lot nicer if they had told us, like, more concise and would give you a better picture of what's going right. on. It's like, told you where he found it. Yeah, so if it's just in a ditch, I'm going to be like, mm, uh, that yeah, would have no. been found before now. Yeah. I said, tucked back in a shelter belt? I've been through some shitty shelter belts, man. There's some old stuff there that's been sitting there because nobody goes back there. Yeah. You know, you don't, even when it's your land, you don't really spend a lot of time going in there. You dump some shit in there and be like, like oh, yeah, I don't want to look at this anymore. I don't yeah, want to clean yeah. this up. <laughs> this, this skid loader, I need a new one. <laughs> I'm going to dump that back here. I, I got a guy who can get me some. <laughs> Gene, 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 Gene what, what do you got for skid loaders? I got a cart full. <laughs> so you got any more? Because I got a couple, few more here. I do actually. Uh, again, this is another uh, more recent case. Uh, this was 2015, June 1st. Alicia Hummel was found murdered near Vermilion, and that is uh, basically almost damn near on the border of Nebraska with us, which is actually where she is from. She was. I believe a school oh, teacher. Oh, I know. This what kids yeah. now? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And she was a teacher down in Nebraska, and she came up here a lot. She had, I think, family up around Sioux Falls, if I remember correctly. Uh, but she would come up on vacation. She loved fishing and stuff like that. And, yeah, she was actually found at the uh, Myron Grove boat ramp where she was going out fishing. Uh, they found she had done a lot of social media posts at 145 was her last one she put up that she was like, yeah, going fishing, spending my time on vacation. And 30 minutes later, Game Fishing Parks officers found her. So in that half hour from putting that up till, you know, they found her somewhere in that 30 minutes. And if you're wondering why happened. GFP showed up, GFP all year long, they, they oh, patrol yeah. the docks to make sure yep. you got your fishing license. It's not uncommon yep. for GFP. If you say a fishing dock long enough, Within three hours, that same yeah. oh, GFPI yeah. guy will be back trying to catch someone else. Yeah, but that's they'll, they'll what they back. do. And that's part of their job. Yeah. Trying to get poachers and everything yep. else. People trying to go So over it's not uncommon for GFPs just to randomly yep. pull up at yep. a dock. They're always all around. Uh, but, yeah, no, they, they found her body laying in the water. The cause of death was listed as drowning, but she also had blunt force trauma on the side of her head, and there was slashes on her neck. Uh, someone in the area at the time reported there was a dark colored car driving by, but that's about all they have. They don't know what kind of car, no other information on it. Uh, there were also a pair of male shoes found at the scene, but nothing has ever come of that. It might have just been left there. They don't know. Well, I can say there's weird shit you find in the store because oh. I was down at, I was down at right. concert two weekends ago, and I told you that story off air. I'm like, I think I know where all our socks goes from the drive. Yep, they yep, end up yep. at Ponset Lake because I found like right. four pairs of socks. <laughs> I mean, all different colors. I found a brown, black, white, and a pink one. I'm like, so if you're missing any of those socks, they're probably down at Lake Ponset. They're right. missing from well, a dryer. Even anywhere else, man, you just find weird stuff in parking lots even. But, yeah, no, they, they actually think that 
whoever attacked her basically bashed her in the head. There was no sexual assault or anything. She let her clothes on. They bashed her in the head and slit her throat to try to make sure she was dead and then held her underwater to make sure she was dead. No, Jesus. No, under, no reason, no motive for why anybody would have done this. Uh, a year later, her purse was actually found with everything intact. Her money was still in it, her cards. The only thing that has never been found was her cell phone. Her cell phone is still missing. It's never been turned back on. It's never pinged. It's gone. The money was left dumped somewhere, so they obviously weren't just trying to steal the money. But yeah, it's it was actually found, uh, I believe, on a sandbar out in the water. <coughs> they, they came across it about a year later. Her purse was washed up on a sandbar. Everything's still in it. Money, IDs, credit cards, keys, everything. So it was just basically... To me, it seems like an attack of opportunity. How that how that place is set up is it's actually right next to another boat dock, but there is a thick chunk of woods in between them, so you can't see anybody that's on the other side until you actually pull out onto the water. And then you go, oh, hey, somebody's over on that side. So it is kind of secluded, but not because there's a road that goes right by it. Mm-hmm. But it'd be easy enough. I, I myself believe it was probably just an attack of opportunity. Somebody's like, man, I think I need to know what, or even a serial killer. That yeah. was like, oh, hey, here's my shot. You're in the middle of nowhere, Vermillion's not a big place. And it's a college like, town. It is a college town, but that's about all that's there. Yeah. Like up until 25 years ago, I think all they had was a Burger King. They didn't even get a McDonald's until like 25 yeah. years ago. That's how they got VerminCon. They they do they do they do. If anybody's what VerminCon is, you needed to play what game is that? I forgot. It was. Uh, uh, Warhammer? I think it's Warhammer. Yeah, Warhammer, and they played like the rat species, like a vermin yep, con. It's yep. actually pretty cool. Uh, damn you, expensive, expensive Warhammer. Yeah. Price is what's kept me out of Warhammer. <laughs> it, what? Minis? And I paint them? And we fight? Oh, Christ, $40 for one <laughs> mini. No, I need I need a whole army. Yeah. No thanks. But yeah, no, the uh, police have not released actually any of the real details of the autopsy. That's why there was just a slash on the neck and a bash on the head because they are fearing if they let out too much, if somebody actually does come in and confess, there's information on there that only the killer would know so mm-hmm. it hasn't been released. So if they do find somebody and they have those details that haven't been put out, anything more, you know, uh, in depth than well yeah i hit her in the head you know yeah false false positive yeah there were supposed they're not supposed but there are definite marks of things that they did that they have not released Mm -hmm. that would you know clue them in whether this person was just full of shit (laughs) but yeah they uh uh they they apparently also have said they do have some dna that they have picked up but they have not found any matches and nothing has come of it yet. Again, I'm guessing they're holding on to it until they do get somebody and then they can use that to test against them with the yeah. information that they get. Well, also, yeah, too, with DNA, randomly. they probably went through the complete... There's a database oh, yeah, in there, so you know they already injected yeah. it into the database and, yeah, and nothing came back. So yeah, that means Nothing it's, popped up. So whoever did it hasn't been arrested yet. Exactly. And doesn't mean they haven't done stuff. They just haven't been caught. Also, I think the only time they take your DNA... Don't quote me. I could be wrong in this. Right. Is if you have a felony, that's yeah. the only time they take a DNA. Misdemeanors, they don't take your DNA. Yep. You have to have a felony or worse before they take a DNA swab of your yep. mouth and put it in the database yep, to get you put into the database. But yeah, no, uh, that's also one of the, one of the 
terrifying things. I will get into that in another show. Why I don't do things like twenty three and me and shit. Nope, not doing that. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> like nope, nope. I'm 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 fine with thinking I know what I am. I don't need to send someplace my my DNA to have everything down on file for me. It's bad enough I got fingerprinted why as would a they, kid. Why would they make a? They'd probably just make a clone of your sexy right. ass. Uh, that would be horrifying. <laughs> well, I have a case that's actually this murder case has actually been closed and solved, but I don't think it actually has because this is one of the weirdest. But not to my satisfaction. No, because this is like one of the weirdest solved murder cases out there. Oh, yeah, that I've ever read. Ooh, and we're going to talk about Arnold Archambault, who was 20 years old at that time, and Ruby Brugemer, 19, were a Yankton Sioux couple who started dating in high school. They became parents of an infant daughter on December 1st, 1992. They, along with Ruby's 17-year-old cousin, Tracy Dion, went on an all-night partying spree. Shortly before 6 a.m. on December 12th, they arrived at Tracy's home where they left the baby. They had left the baby with Tracy's father. He advised them to come back later since they had been drinking. Just a few minutes later, they were involved in a horrible car accident in Lake Andes, South Dakota, where they lived. The driver, Arnold, suddenly steered into the frozen his, the car into a frozen ditch. Tracy and Ruby were inside the overturned car, while Arnold was nowhere to be found. Ruby managed to escape, but didn't help Tracy out for whatever reason. Luckily, paramedics arrived a short time later and managed to pull her out and save her life. She stated all three had... Oh, Christ, hang on, folks. All right, folks, I'm back after committing the daddy sin of, like, not giving him any Oreos. So, here we go. I'm kind of upset. Basically, what happened is Arnold drove into this frozen ditch, and uh, Ruby managed to escape, but didn't help that cousin Tracy out. Luckily, paramedics arrived a short time later and managed to pull her out and save her life. She stated all three had been drinking the night of the accident. Police deputy Bill Youngstrom conducted a search for Arnold and Ruby as soon as he arrived at the scene but they were nowhere to be found. At first, Deputy Youngstrom believed that they had vanished intentionally due to the DWI laws. However, their families did not believe they would disappear voluntarily. Deputy Youngstrom spent several months searching for Arnold and Ruby to no avail. In early of March 1993, a, dri- a, pass- a passing driver saw a decomposed body in the frozen ditch 75 feet from where Arnold's car had crashed months earlier. It was Ruby's. Her glasses and shoes were nowhere to be found, but her clothes remained intact. The police pumped the ditch out, and at noon the next day, they found Arnold's body submerged in the water, about 15 feet away from where Ruby's was found. He was not, in the, he was not as decomposed as she, her as she was. His skin tone was fine. He was not frozen to the ground, and neither were his clothes. Deputy Youngstrom is not certain if there was one, if they were the ones they were wearing on the night of the accident. So he doesn't even know if they were the same clothes they were wearing. Uh. The police didn't understand how bodies were in two different stages of decomposition when they, it was assumed they died at the same time. It was expected that they would have decomposed at the same rate. Right. An, op- an autopsy later determined they died of exposure. Hmm. Where have we heard that before? Huh. However, the time of death could not be determined. Investigators found st- other strange clues at the scene. A tuft of hair was found that was determined to be rubies. Deputy Youngstrom does not believe they could have stayed there for that could not have stayed there for three months. A set of car keys were also found in Arnold's pocket, one for a car and two for the houses. Investigators could not determine where they came from. Oh, wow. A witness claimed to have seen Arnold and three other people on New Year's Eve, almost three weeks after the accident. The witnesses even took a polygraph test and passed with indicating that she was not lying about seeing Arnold on New Year's Eve. 
Instantly, the three people in the car failed their polygraph test. In the car failed what? Whatever. Ruby's father, Quentin, believed that she and Arnold were victims of foul play and the killer murdered them elsewhere and put their bodies back in the ditch to make it seem like they died there. It is still unknown if Arnold and Ruby were victims of homicide or accident. A $5,000 reward is being offered in the case. There is no... Yeah. Uh, see, I, even in, in frozen slushy dishes like that, You'd think that would be a place you would have been looking. You know what I mean? It's you would have 75 feet from where the car crashed. Right. Cops, that's that. That's the most that's heavily trafficked area. in the search area, you know? Yeah. Ah, that's just... Because even if, let's say, even if they did get thrown from the car, right? you can get thrown 100 yards in that accident. Yeah. I've, no, I've, yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. But either way... You would search easily within 100 yards of the accident, right. no matter what. And you would find a body. Uh, yeah, it's not like they're like, oh, it's dark out. We'll just, uh, we'll, we're going to call it It's closed. not like, yeah, even with yeah. that, the, sign, the scene is closed. Even, oh, even yeah. if it's dark out, they're like, all right, search what you can with flashlights, yep. and we're going to look in the same damn spot again during oh, yeah. daylight. Yeah, a lot of times, uh, even at that time, says so 92, mm-hmm. they, they would pull out the big lights. The Clegg lights. Hook them up, yep. Clean lights. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Poke them down into the ditches where it is going to be darker. Yeah. See, okay, what do we got going on? Even at that time, we we did have helicopters they could have brought out with searchlights. I I mean, but that, it's, it's hard I, to believe. You're missing it. the point. It's 75 yeah. feet. That is not that yeah. far. No. From here to my neighbor's house is not even 75 yeah. feet. Well, that's just it. It's, there, there's no reason they shouldn't have seen them. You know what I mean? It's. I find it hard to believe that they they were left there, and, <laughs> and nobody saw them in that entire time. And this even passing this passing vehicle just happened, happened to yeah. see a decomposing body in a ditch where the cops couldn't even find anything. Right, and and there again you have the the two different stages of decomposition. I mean now, I, I can see where that could happen if you were in slightly different. We are not coroners, but other. we're just going off. Or right, we're right. armchair coroners right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if if he was up on on dry field, and she was down in wet, that will change how you decompose. But you're both down in the same environment, out yeah. Ditch. They're going to be the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, relatively the same. If they both were there that entire. But this time. case has been solved. That's why it's just the weirdest solved. Right case there is i think it's south dakota yeah that's uh that's just really bizarre though mm-hmm. and there again I, I have to say that they probably have the right idea that somebody may have yoinked them out that night oh yeah i mean they were they were obviously very intoxicated and it's easy to talk somebody into oh come on i'll take carrie over here they've been oh, yeah. in an accident yeah well it's like and that case there was that case where um it didn't happen in south dakota but there's a couple people that actually froze to death outside their car. I think it was like in Nebraska or something yeah. because they got in a car accident. They're high on meth. Yeah. And hang on, folks. Sorry. Again, apologies, folks. But either way, there's this people that are cranked up on meth out in Nebraska. It was wintertime. It was like yeah. January, bitterly ass cold. And they got in a car accident, and they couldn't understand why these people 100 yards away wouldn't help them. And they died yelling at these people. Well, the people turned out to be cows. Yep, yep. And they died of exposure yelling at these people, and they found out on the outside of their car, died when they could just got inside and possibly survived. 
Yep, that, that's a hell of a drug, kids. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, no, I mean, and in, in winter weather like that, I remember 96, 97, we had up here, if you were living up here, you probably remember that year because it was so bad of snow. I mean, we had feet and feet and feet and feet of snow, 18, 20 feet of snow. I actually got caught out in one of those blizzards one night and literally like 200 yards from where my car got stuck in the road to the farmhouse. Thankfully, that was the corner I got fucked on. But yeah, the wind and everything was so bad because I mean, it's it's flat plains. If you have no idea what east side of South Dakota is, it is just flat plains. We do occasionally have two or three trees. Right, yeah. But this wind was coming across just in that 200 yards to walk to that house. I I could have died. I was having trouble breathing already at that point because it was freezing my lungs. It was so cold out. And thankfully the farmers were home and they're like, oh yeah, we've got this vehicle. We can swing you around this way and get you back home. But yeah, it, it doesn't take long no, all that cold all. to be completely fucked. It, it's brutal. It See, that's what I find brutal. bad about that exposure, died of exposure right. thing. It's just a catch-all, it seems It like. is. Oh, good Lord, folks. I am so sorry. Yeah, I know what you're talking about with um, that cold weather. I actually had something like that happen to me one time. Remember what Tux was? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was dating a girl in Watertown here, and I live in, at that time I lived on the farm in Stockholm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I ran out of gas, probably about a quarter, quarter mile uh, from Stockholm. Oh, oh, no. I was wearing a tux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ended up having to run a quarter of a mile to my grandparents' house. Oh, shit. And I'm like, it was like cold-ass, oh, windy, yeah. and I'm like, Jesus. And I crawled to my grandmother. Luckily, my grandmother's still up at the time. When I got in the house, she was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> she didn't say that, but she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm a fancy boy. Get yeah. Gas, I'm like, yeah, I ran out of gas. She's like... Why didn't you just call? Well, we didn't have cell phones at the time. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I, I remember I trying to warm up. I just shook for like four oh, hours yeah. straight it just trying so to warm bad. up. It was terrible. But exposure is a deadly thing. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, usually whenever you see it on some kind of uh, morbidity report, it is, we're not exactly sure what killed them. They were outside, so we're going to go with exposure. From my experience, It seems like a cop-out. Like. But sometimes yeah. it's not. But a lot of times, yeah, just under circumstances, it seems like it's a cop-out. Yeah, sometimes they're a legitimate, yeah, this guy was drunk, passed out. It's, you know, 20 fucking below. He's dead. That's just how it is. But there are other times, yeah, it seems like it's one of those where it just kind of gets thrown in. It's like, well, it was exposure. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Exposure to a knife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Well, that's like leading you up to this next point. So what do you think is actually killing some of these unsolved people? Like serial killers? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, like I said, there's how many hundreds of undocumented active serial killers we know in the country right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's their cases that are ongoing and they know they're a serial killer. We don't know who they are or what they're going to do, so they don't really talk about it. Well, I'll give you the wiki definition of a serial killer. A serial killer is a person, it's typically a person that murders three or more people, but can be considered a serial killer if he murders two. Mm, okay. But usually if it's like three or more, it's usually the same most MO, yeah, yeah. modus operandi. They kill them the same way. Yeah. They start, usually they start off unorganized and they go to more organized. Yeah. Well, South Dakota is not any... How can I put this? They're not no strangers to right. serial killers. I wonder if anybody here has ever ever heard the name Jerry Brudos. Hmm. He was a big serial killer. He's not as famous as Mance in that, right. but he's known right. as AKA as the last as the Lust Killer and the Shoe Fetish Slayer. He was born in oh. Webster. Oh. Yeah. Oh no shit. He was born in Webster, South Dakota in wow. nineteen thirty nine. I wonder if his house is still there. I it, it's Webster, it probably is. Yeah. 
Then one of the more famous ones we have in this state is Robert Leroy Piece of Shit Anderson, also known uh, as a duct tape killer. Yep, yep, yep. He murdered Larissa Demansky and Piper Striley. Yep. I don't think Larissa Demansky's body was ever found. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'm not They sure. found Piper Striley's yep, body. Yep. Then we also, back in 19, 19, early 1900s, you have William Kunick, a.k.a. the Human Monster, killed Andrew Delmar in Spearfish, South Dakota. Convicted, but escaped from the South Dakota Penitentiary in 1919, never to be seen again. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> then he, we could go... Uh, anybody look up Jake oh. Bird? Jake Bird was a railroad dandy. And he actually, the cool thing about him is, I'm not going to talk about about You guys can look it up. It's called the Jake Bird Hex. Basically, this guy, he, he went and said, yeah, he's, he, he was his own lawyer. And he said, everybody in the courtroom that's had any dealings with me, like, will die before I die. And the funny thing is, six of them people died before he was actually hung. Oh, damn. <laughs> the judge included. <laughs> Interesting. Now we're going to go talk about a more famous serial killer from. I, I, was, I was just looking something up. What were you looking up? Well, when you when you said the the nineteen nineteen he escaped from the state pen. Yeah. Right. So I was like, we're not that far from the Velisca Axe murder house. That was early nineteen hundred. I was just checking dates, see like maybe that was who that was. But no, it was uh, nineteen twelve when that happened. So yeah. that, that happened while he was still in jail. No, I he was, wasn't I caught was, yet. He wasn't caught yet, but he was. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, Jake Bird has been thrown out there for the Velasca Axe murders, yes. too. There's a lot of people, yep. but there's also a hitman that was down in New Orleans. That, that's a whole yeah. episode by yeah. itself. Yeah, no. But we're going to talk about, from North Dakota, we're going to talk about Eugene Butler. Eugene Butler was born 19, 1849, died October twentieth, twenty second, 1913. He was a serial killer who murdered six teenage boys in Niagara, North Dakota, from the years 1900 to 1906. He was admitted to an asylum where he died in 1913, two years before his crimes were discovered. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Other names he is known by. Number one, the Night Rider. The Midnight Rider. Number two, Eccentric. And number three, I like this one, the Great Plains Butcher. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's got a little more splash to it. Butler Jesus. was <laughs> Butler was one of three sons born to Euphrain and Rebecca Butler. He was of English descent, with his family having roots in Braintree, Essex, England. Around 1882, Butler moved to, from Buffalo, New York to Niagara, North Dakota, where he bought a 400-acre farm, which he maintained on his own, never marrying, and lived as a recluse. He avoided contact with neighbors and only going out for business purposes in the nearby Laramie, North Dakota, hiring hands to take care of the farm during the summer months. Ever since moving to North Dakota, Butler began showing signs of mental illness. I'm pretty sure he was showing signs of mental illness. Before he moved to North Dakota, North Dakota just put a capper on it. Yeah, you kind of wonder if maybe he wasn't kind of chased out of, you know, his neighborhood in Buffalo, New York. Basically, the signs were including suffering from hallucinations and thinking invisible people were chasing him. Mm. His mind deteriorated even further around 1906 when he began riding out into the night, screaming at the top of his lungs and scaring the county residents. Jesus. And being considered a nuisance, he, his behavior earned him a strip to the North Dakota State Hospital and under the supervision of Dr. W.M. Hotchkiss. During the following years at the asylum, Butler only gave trouble an isolated time, a few isolated times to staff. Most of the time, he exposed his fears toward the invisible figures that were chasing after him and having his picture taken. 
Hmm. Eugene Butler believed that a camera would suck his soul out. <laughs> okay. Aside from them, a couple of quirks, the doctor said he was a, he showed no homicidal tendencies. Right. According this was according to Doctor A. W. Geist. Butler was a man of small stature, very gallant, and fond of attending the hospital dances. Okay, that just threw me off when I read that because usually in asylum you don't have dances because you don't want fraternization. You would think. right? Yeah, but this is also. I don't know. There were a lot of differences in asylums in that time. Yeah. Some of them were just honest to God horror shows. Others, they were just like, hey, come on in, just have a social club, you know. (laughs) On October 22nd, 1913, Butler died while imprisoned at the asylum. His remains were shipped to Middleport, New York, where he would be buried by relatives. After Butler's death, the estate was divided between his living relatives. In 1915, workmen were set to excavate the property with the purpose of renovating it. A workman by the name of Leo Verbalen was digging a cellar under the house when he discovered the skeletons. Oh, oh man. All the victims had their skulls crushed by a sharp instrument, and at least two had their legs broken. Well, they shouldn't have been chasing him. Well, that was just weird as shit. <laughs> it <really laughs> it just cut off. We started recording again because all of a sudden me and Murray talking, and I, we hear me talking, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it was I guess I guess the Midnight Rider got mad at us. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> thing I can assume at this point. Like, He just got angry that we were talking shit about his dance skills or something. Yeah, he's a little dandy. <laughs> but either dandy. way, well, the initial theory was that Butler, that Butler had killed a family of five consisting of two women and their children. Nobody in the neighborhood, however, recalled a family that had ever gone missing. Later, police revealed all the charlatans belonged to young men, one of them being a boy between the ages of 15 to 18, and another with a crooked nose. So there had to be some flesh left on them. Right. Police could not identify the individuals and suggested that they were vagrants employed by Butler as farmhands. Right. That's what I would assume. In order to dispose of the bodies, Butler buried, built a trapdoor removing the... I fucking can't see, folks. <laughs> built a trapdoor removing the three bottom stones of the foundation. He then used black, black dirt and red clay to bury the bodies. Yeesh. Yeah. Man, what the hell? <laughs> that's crazy that, that it doesn't even come out till he's already dead and gone. Everybody, that's just like, well, he's... It gets worse. This problem. whole thing gets worse. Oh, Jesus. Following the grisly discover, many onlookers visit the farm in order to observe the crime scene. Later, it was discovered that some of the bones were stolen, most likely by souvenir hunters. Oh, jeez. Who the fuck would take a goddamn bone? I'm like, oh, Grandma, what's that on your mantle? Well, that's a femur. I found uh, it on the butler place. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. That's so messed up. <laughs> to this day, butler's victims remains, all the victims of his remain unidentified, according to forensic anthropologist Dr. Phoebe Stubblefied. A modern DA, but modern DNA, DNA techniques could identify the remains if people were to return the bones. Huh. So if any of you guys have any of the bones out there, please give them to somebody <laughs> so... I would imagine that I would hope at this point they've been thrown away somewhere, but who knows, man? Like, who really knows? I'm like, who the fuck? Well, I'm Grandma's sorry. Collection of. What? I, I got. What, who the hell would take a fucking bones from murder victims? Skeletons. Right. I'm sorry, North Dakota. You got some fucked up people if you're going to take away bones. Crazy. Like, this is a souvenir. I saw a crime scene. Here's a big toe. Here's a pinky toe. 
I mean, it, it was a different time. I Were they like the Pokemon trading cards of the day? 1920s, but <laughs> still, man, Jesus. It's one thing going to the, the you know, P.T. Barnum freak show and seeing weird stuff. It's another taking, you know, the bones from a corpse from a, a serial killer. That's It's a whole different game of weird there. You know what I mean? See, but also some people mentioned there's a theory that he didn't kill him. Someone else killed him and just put him there, and Butler's thought maybe... That's why you're having the invisible people chase him. Right. Because it was somebody sneaking around that he couldn't find. That's why he thought there was invisible people chasing him. Yeah. And, I mean, if you already are slightly mentally unstable anyways, you know what I mean? That could easily push you over. And it's a perfect crime because everyone is just going to think it's the crazy guy over there anyways. Yeah. They're not going to listen to him. No. Oh, that's pretty fucked up. I would feel really bad for the dude, man, if, if he really didn't do it. Yeah, and, and he just you know, and someone just kind of pushed him over the edge to make him, right. and then he died, and so he has no way to defend himself. Oh yeah, until two years later, that's when the first skeletons are found. Oh man, that's crazy. Now I'd feel bad for the dude if he didn't actually do it. Wow. Yeah, somebody else just taking advantage of you know someone because I mean obviously in in the neighborhood, he was known as well, the, he was known as as the eccentric kind of crazy guy. Yeah, it especially in that time frame, it. Be pretty tempting if you're already into murdering, murdering people that are you know wandering around. What better place to put it? And than er, crazy? And like, even in, if in they that, catch even you. in that air too, it was not uncommon for people to just take up and like fuck it. I lost my job. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna go they walk are. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They're just eh. We're gonna go somewhere else. Yep. Well, like he himself went from you know Buffalo, New York. It's like fuck it, I'm starting all over in the middle of nowhere. You know, basically. I'm going to go homestead out here in early 1900s. Yep. Make a name for myself, hopefully. Yeah. Have crazy invisible people chase me. Oh, man, that's just absolutely nutty. But, yeah, I mean, what a perfect cover, man. Yeah. Like like I said, even even if they were to find the bodies there while he was still there, they're going to assume it's him because he's a crazy person. At that point, mental illness itself wasn't as well understood as it is now. No. So they would just be like, yep, he did it. He's crazy. Look yep. at him. He goes running around screaming at night. Of course he killed people. Well, and just the real given. killer is just scot-free, just like shape. There's a lot of killers out there. You got a lot of murders, too. Like, the killer gets off scot-free. Oh, yeah. So hopefully oh, none God. of them are listening to this and come right, visit me right. and you. So. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Yeah. But that's why I loved it. Do you remember the film Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer? No. From like mid-90s. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, it's a crazy movie. It's actually this dude who goes around serial killing, but his whole deal is he switches up his, his mode of killing people so they don't track him down. And he's just like this random, weird, fucked up dude. He would just randomly go around and just like, I'm killing this dude. Well, I, I it's do, a crazy, crazy. I do film. remember back when, like, kind of toward the end of Satanic Panic, oh, yeah. that 2020 did, did an expose or Dateline, one of the three. Right, right. And they had these psychologists, and they actually did something like in Chicago. They bought a house, and what they did, they put speakers on the outside of the house. Right. And for 24 7, they played. Um, like Looney Tunes, music. Really? So they played like Looney Tunes, like the music. Yeah, yeah. No words, just like whatever you hear on Looney Tunes or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they faked this guy getting arrested for being a killer. And they interviewed the neighbors, and the neighbors like, "Oh, he kept his lawn up. He was a nice person. I didn't see anything wrong with him." The fucker had goddamn speakers on the outside of his house playing shit. Really? But the neighbor said he seemed like he was a perfectly normal person. Oh my god! Yeah, well, I, remember, I think that's actually probably more of a a, a 
a talk of of how little we interact with our neighbors in this oh, yeah. day and age. I mean, really, it's like I I I know my neighbors that live because we live in a big duplex. I know their names. Know they have a baby. Kind of know where they work and stuff, but not a lot about them. I like their dog. They got a really cool dog. But yeah, I mean, you really and even you just like it because it looks peanut butter. Well, she's she's a good dog. <laughs> <laughs> but even the neighbor on the other side, I, I know one talked to her a little bit. But other than that, I don't really know anybody else in our neighborhood. See, that's like, I grew you up know? in the country, and we knew our neighbors. Right. And I was like, when I lived on the other side of town, we had a neighbor right next to us. And it was wintertime, and she's like an older gal. And she has a developmentally deficient grandson that lives with her. Oh, okay. So I go in, and I just start blowing her snow. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, if my mom did not know I was helping you out, right, right, she right. would kick my ass. And I actually helped my neighbor across the street, another man. Ew. Blew his snow because when you see like an eighty year old guy out there trying right. to blow snow and like oh, just go back in your house, yeah. sit down and watch me do the work because I'm a lot younger than you and yeah, I can handle yeah. it. Well, yeah, that's we actually have a neighbor like two houses up and it, it's really cool and and I talk to him once in a while when we're both outside. But yeah, he'll do that every winter. He'll like the the main sidewalk through the front of the house all the way down the block. He'll take his snowblower and blow the whole street off. Which is awesome as shit. It's great because it's yeah. a whole chunk I don't have to do. See, that's what a lot of people miss. If you have a neighbor, get to know them unless, unless you're feuding with them. But right, right. even then, you maybe should get to know them because I'd, it's just good to know your neighbors. Right. I know all my neighbors here around me. Yeah. And some are paying the butts. Right, I'll tell right. you. Straight, but yeah, but they're still your neighbors, and you all need to band together when shit does hit right. the group. And we all have kids that all play together, so oh, there's yeah. no way around yeah. it. So. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's a lot of little kids up there. There's a lot of kids in this neighborhood. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's uh, that is crazy. Yeah, that's what I always find funny whenever they have like the documentaries on different serial killers. Like Captain himself, he seemed like such a nice guy. Which is basically at this point, I really didn't pay attention. I didn't see shit. But I'm gonna get on TV. Yeah, because you're you like know. you didn't hear him playing Looney Tunes 24 yeah. seven outside of speakers outside his house. Twenty-four hours a fucking day. You're gonna notice that, man. Right. I, I don't care. You're gonna the cops were never it. called on it before that. And these guys, right. this psychologist, set this up, and it was an awesome, like an hour long thing because crazy. it shows you how people are, like you said, are just oblivious sometimes yeah. to the most obvious indicators that well, something is you, wrong. You don't want to be involved. I don't it's like okay, it. I can tell you right now. I have like a block over from this house. There is a guy. I don't know what his issue is, yeah. but he has like. 10 or 15 cameras around his house. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he has something going on there. I haven't gone over to talk to him and see what... He must be really paranoid about somebody right. robbing him. Or maybe he's had issues in the past with people fucking with his stuff. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, I'm serious. Like You can see like every corner yep. of the house, there is a camera on every, any angle. He's got the whole yep, area yep, around his house covered. And it's not like we live in a super dangerous town. I mean, no. let's be honest, to be where it'd be like, oh, shit, I got to cover my ass. Yeah. Man, no, you don't do it. Oh, that's that's nuts. But, I mean, I, I used to see that my old job, when I had first started working there, it's like a whole line of machines, we're all working. This old lady just, like, walks into the building and starts looking around confused, and I'm like, we help her and the one guy i work with he's like fuck no you don't do anything you just ignore that they're there unless they come up and make you help them because you don't know what they they may be looking for something you just don't want to get involved you don't want to deal with it and that that was their general i mean it's there's a machine shop where there's like heavy chunks of metal and shit flying old lady just wandering around it's like no you don't want to deal with it it's not your problem she'll find somebody eventually it's like dude that's fucked up that's really fucked up it's like it could be 
But yeah, a lot of times there'd be people would pull out because it was out kind of by the airport. And yeah. People would pull in looking for this place, and they're like, "Yeah, you don't want to get pulled into figuring out and helping their bullshit." I was like, <laughs> "That's kind of messed up, man." But all right, if that's what we do, we'll keep my head down and let the old lady walk by. Yeah. But yeah, I was just screwed up. But I, I get it, you know. I mean, that's that that is a general idea really even especially out in the big world you know i mean it's like yeah i'm not getting involved with their shit i yeah something's obviously not right i'm not getting pulled into it fuck it i'm not i'm an ignorant i mean i can see that i get that yeah i do you know, too but I'm still it's right yeah but I, usually I when you start it. ignoring shit like that is when you get right. bit in the ass really yeah, fucking hard about to really happen yeah all of a sudden she rips out an AK. <laughs> right. Oh, I should have said something. No. Oh, that's, that's weird. weird. Yeah, terribly weird. <laughs> oh, she missed me, damn it. <laughs> I'm stuck here. You're a pretty big target. Years. I don't think she's going to miss you. Oh, uh, you would hope. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> Another eight years of this shit. God, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so if you got anything else, Marty, we're going to shut uh, this. I, we're going to shut this crap show down. The, the shit show's coming to an end. Like the dumpster fire. Let's go. <laughs> no, man, I, I got nothing. It's, like I said, uh, lately we've been doing a few different styles of shows that from what we've done. Uh, give us some feedback on, on what you think. If yeah. you like that kind of stuff. We do kind of want to, not on a regular basis, but dip into a little bit of, you know, true crime, unsolved crime stuff. I said it's a little, little different from what we do. We've been doing this since March, but we're still trying to find our flow in that. Like, right. we're and, not going to just stick with like paranormal. We're going right. to. We, this is our first attempt at dipping a toe into like true right. crime. I don't get me wrong. I, I love paranormal and weird stuff like that, but it's nice to kind of mix things up a little bit once in a while too. But yeah, no, uh, totally. Give us some feedback uh, out there on what kind of stuff you like. Uh, we're trying to work on some more interview stuff. Um, don't want to spoil it, but I'm throwing it out there. We are, at some point, kind of want to get in contact with Colt again and uh, kind of catch up with him, see if yeah. he's had any other weird stuff. Even not just on the show, but just kind of in general BS with the guy, because he's actually a really fun dude to talk to. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, just uh, give us some feedback of what kind of stuff you're looking at. Like I said, and always, uh, if you have ideas for story stuff. Email us. We haven't got an email in a while. Yeah, I still want that first piece of so piece of hate mail. Hate mail. Oh, we can try. <laughs> right. After October, we, we'll, we'll, well, we'll after October, some, October, we got some some, uh, some stuff planned. Yeah, yeah, we may have some hate mails definitely coming after. If I get, I'm, my, I'm hoping, man. If I, I get my way, I may have some yeah, very people angry. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Because yeah, we got something. We got me and Mari the first weekend of October. We yeah, have something planned. Uh, I told one person about it. And I said you can't tell anybody. He's like, I don't talk to anybody. I'm like, yeah, sweet. Right. And that's that's what I've done too. Is I, I told my my new trainee, and he's uh, really doesn't have a lot of friends up here. Just moved up here. So and and he's interested in this kind of stuff, and he was like, "Oh, dude, that would be really fun." And I was like, "Yeah, it should be pretty cool." Wait till you my co-host asks the questions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Wait for it. Yep. But hopefully, yeah, no, you got. Uh, does your phone have video capabilities? You better record this. It, it, it does. They're not super great, but yeah, I will. We'll, we'll just have to use my phone. Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely better than mine. <laughs> no, because I want. If I get a chance to ask the question that I want to oh, ask yeah. these people at this thing we're going to, right. Either I'm going to get booed off the stage or have stuff thrown at me or people are just not going to say anything and totally ignore me. It, yeah. That's the only two extremes that's going to be. That's pretty much all I can see. But, yeah, no, it's going to be a fun time. So, uh, but, yeah, no, uh, send us some emails. Like I said, even ideas or topics that you come up with be like, hey, you guys looked into this. Anything. Because, like I said, we've got a whole list of stuff that 
tentatively we're going to do it sometime we don't have any real set schedule of like no okay this week we're talking about ufo cases it's just kind of like uh let's do this all right yeah, yeah usually after we get done clocking off air me and Mary like what are we gonna talk about next week yeah, right well let's figure it out <laughs> and sometimes it's a weird thing that like spurs something we're like oh wait why don't we talk about uh the fae all right yeah let's do that oh. and then we go from there well you got anything else for these nice folks listening to us marty and our family I don't. I'd like to think that most of my family at this point is tuned out and aren't this far along in our program. But, <laughs> but no. Well, our I listeners are our family. We've, ah, true, true, so. true. Why do I have candy in my pie? Because uh, you're really I was you're like gonna have... Oh, Jesus. The other day. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I got nothing, man. That's uh, all I'm right. gonna wrap her up tonight. All right. Well, me. you folks have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, my God.